Um, as I talked about earlier today, we are celebrating um, the Advent season with a series of narrative sermons. Narrative sermons are exactly that. They are a story told from the point of view that from somebody to, in this particular instance, um, through somebody that was there uh, through the birth of Jesus. Last week, um, we experienced the story through Elizabeth, um, the cousin of Mary. Today, we are going to experience the story uh, from Mary's perspective. We did this last year, but this year I chose a different piece of Mary's story to talk about. So often we talk about when Gabriel comes and tells her she's going to be pregnant. This is born when Mary is still and she holds that news in her heart. But today we're going to be talking about what really is one of the most important pieces of Mary's story. And that happens in Luke um, chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. In this piece of scripture, we see Mary not being a docile little girl, because remember, she was very young, probably about 14. No, she wasn't a docile girl as we often see her portrayed in the Christmas story. She was somebody that God intentionally chose to use as the vessel for his son. And in this Magnificat, Mary's song, Mary's prayer to God, we see indicated what it means that Jesus has come, what it means for Jesus to be the Messiah, and what it means for Jesus to be the Christ. So let us read the scripture for itself, verse, uh, verses 46 through 55 in Luke 1. This is what scripture says to us. Mary said, with all of my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One has done great things for me. His holy, holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next, who honors God, who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors to Abraham, and to Abraham's descendants forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I think I'm beginning to see. I think my eyes are beginning to be opened to what it is that God is actually trying to accomplish with sending his son. I think, I think that maybe, just maybe, I finally am beginning to understand what it means for this baby to come into the world. I was completely lost after Gabriel came and told me that I was going to be with child, completely lost. I wasn't even married yet. I'm still not married. I couldn't understand how 
a baby was going to come into the world through me, not only because I wasn't married, because I haven't done those things that require you to do in order to have a baby, yet I'm pregnant. I am pregnant. I am with child. And it wasn't until I walked into my cousin's house that I really began to understand, that I really began to see that my eyes became open to the work that God was intending to do, that God is intending to do in this world. You see, as soon as I heard from the angel, I went to my cousin Elizabeth's house. I knew I needed to be with somebody who could be with me, who could be present with me. My cousin is so much older than me. She has so much wisdom. She has so much knowledge. She has lived life in all the facets of it. And she's in her 90s, and she's pregnant. Can you believe that? Pregnant. I knew Elizabeth was where I needed to go. And when I walked into her home and she opened those doors and she looked at me without me saying a word to her, she said, Mary, how blessed are you? She said, Mary, that child that you hold in your belly is truly our Lord. It was then that I knew. It was then that I began to trust. It was then that I began to see. Because I hadn't said a word to Mary, to Elizabeth, about me being pregnant. I hadn't said a word, and she knew. I'm not showing. There's no evidence whatsoever that there is a baby held within my womb. Yet she knew. Not only did she know before I said anything, she also knew that this baby that was within my belly was not something that was born of sin. It was not something that came from me making a mistake. It was not something that I know that the rest of the world is going to think about me. That I worry that Joseph is going to think about me. She knew that this baby was the son of God. Not only did she say that this baby was going to be the Lord, but she seemed to have clarity that I didn't have. You see, Elizabeth has status in this world. She's older, she's wise, she's a wife, she's married. She has relationships. She should be the one that is honored of the two of us. Yet, she honors me instead. In fact, I wonder why God didn't choose her to carry this baby. If she's going to have a miraculous baby, why not make it miraculous all around and have it be the Lord, the Son of God? She seems like a better choice. Seems like the community would think that she is a better choice. In fact, I've wondered many times since the angel came to me why it wasn't the queen, somebody of royal status, somebody of any status that God chose to hold, to be a vessel, to grow, and to look after his son. But he chose me. And in choosing me, I understand completely that not only does God love me, but God sees me. 
God sees me. God values me and nobody. God values me. I'm not going to lie. I was excited to be Joseph's wife. I was excited to be his wife because then I could finally be something, mean something. I could matter in this world in which I live. I could start to build a legacy. And even though Joseph is a humble man with a humble job, I knew that together we would be more than we are apart. But God didn't wait for me to be something in order to use me. God saw me exactly as I am today, and God chose to use me, my humble womb, to be the vessel for the Messiah. You see, it's in this that I'm beginning to understand, I'm beginning to see that not only does God see me, but that God sees all of us. In this culture in which I live, it seems to be only the important people that are recognized. It seems to be only the people who have influence in political power or economic power who matter to others. While those who have trouble feeding their families, who have trouble making it from day to day, they are cast aside. Yet I glorify God because God is showing me that everyone matters, not just the high and mighty, but all of us. God has shown me that not only I matter, that not only I am seen, but that you are seen too. I glorify God because God sees me and God sees you. God sees you exactly as you are. God sees you exactly where you are. God sees the good things. God sees the bad things. God sees every piece. And God loves me. And God loves you. Holy, holy is a God who sees beyond what the world sees into our hearts and into our souls and loves us unconditionally. But as Elizabeth welcomed me into her home, I started to see even further than that. I started to recognize that what God was sending into the world to save us, that what God was giving us, the gift that we are getting in this baby that I hold in my womb, is not what was expected. You see, growing up my whole life, I've heard that the Messiah was going to come, that the Messiah had all the answers, that the Messiah was the thing that we needed, the thing that was missing. And once the Messiah came, we get to go back to the glory days. In our Jewish tradition, all that we seem to want to do, all that the people around me, my family, the people that I love, all we seem to want to do is to go back to when back to when it was easier being a Jewish person, back to when being a Jewish person held power and status in the community. We want to go back to that time where God was present with us, when prophets showed up. We want to go back to the time that God blessed. We also want a Messiah that's going to come and be a warrior and to rid the Roman power 
from being oppressive in our lives. We want, we expect, my friends, my family, my parents, my grandparents, they've been talking about a king who is to come to free us from the oppression in this world so that we can have the power, so that we can be the ones who lord our power over others. If you really think about it, that's what we're wanting. We're wanting a role reversal. But the funny thing is, as I see God using me, as I see God blessing my womb, what I see, what I'm beginning to understand is that God does indeed intend a role reversal, but not in the way that we think. You see, when this baby comes, my son is not going to be a mighty warrior. My son is not going to bring us back to the glory days that we loved so much. My son is going to change everything. And we are going to witness the mighty arm of God as God takes the powerful and the mighty and he turns their worlds upside down and he lifts up the poor and the meek, the misunderstood and the cast aside. For those of you who are that in the world, glory be to God. You will no longer be cast aside. You will no longer be forgotten. You will no longer be the other. But for those who have enjoyed power in this world, I fear for my son. I fear for my son because their power is going to be lost and my son's life is going to be threatened. I know it. Because there's no way that God's going to turn things upside down and everybody's going to be okay with it. There's no way that those in power are going to be happy about losing their power. And there's no way that the people who have simply wanted to go back to a simpler time are going to be appeased with what this baby is going to bring to the world. Because what this baby is going to bring is justice. What this baby is going to bring is not war, but peace. What this baby is going to bring is righteousness for the lowly and the meek and justice for those who have been oppressive to others. I praise God for what this baby is going to do, but at the same time, I pray to God that all hearts would be willing to see, that all hearts could have the vision that he is progressively giving me as this baby grows inside of me, because as I see what is planned, as I see this role reversal that is coming, I know that the road ahead for my son is not going to be easy. I know that the road ahead for many will be blessed in comfort, full of comfort, but that for others it will be difficult because it will mean giving up something that they love so much. It will mean giving up hope for returning to the way that things were. It will mean latching on to what it means that this baby has come to change the world, to make it better, not to make things the way that we want them to be.
You see, I glorify God today. I stand in the presence of a father who loves me, who loves you, who loves all of creation. And I glorify God because it's obvious to me that what I hold in my womb is the answer to all of the problems that we have. But I also pray that like me, your eyes will be open so that you can see this answer for exactly what it is. Peace, unity, joy, comfort, lifting up all of the forgotten and making sure that they are known and seen. So the question for us the question that I have to continue to live in, the question that I leave you with is, are you willing to see? Are you willing to see that God is not who we've created to be, that God was not made in our image, but we were made in God's? And that creation was not made for us to do what we've been doing with it, but creation was made for us to flourish and to prosper in a way that honors all, not just some. I glorify God's creation today, and I pray that God continues to show me how to see and that God shows you how to see too. Let us pray. God, you came not like a roaring fire or a flood, but you came through the meek and the humble to meet the needs of the meek and the oppressed and the humble. God, I pray like Mary did in that moment that we would begin to see your plans for creation through your eyes instead of our own. I pray, Lord, that we would begin to hope and to want the things that you have intended for this earth instead of the things that we want for ourselves. Amen.